What's going on, everybody? I want to welcome you to Girl Get Up, the podcast. I am your host, Stephanie McCarroll. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, This is my first episode. I'm really excited. So let's go ahead and get into it right now. So think about this, because I run into this problem every single morning before I go to work. I currently work as a school counselor at a high school. And every morning when my alarm goes off at 6.05 in the morning, I sit in the bed and I'm just like, okay, are we gonna do this today? Are we gonna call out today? Is this gonna be a good day? Is this gonna be a bad day? And I really have to go through this whole thought process of just getting myself going in the morning and finding the motivation to go. And it's like, it's just getting harder and harder every every day. Like I've been working this job for the last seven years. So this is my eighth year working in education. And I mean, nothing has changed other than the pandemic. So it's like every single morning when I wake up, I'm just like, girl, you gotta get up and we gotta get moving. Um, But at the same time, it's like I'm really passionate about my job and I really love what I do. So I don't know, it's just like I'm struggling this school year, finding a balance between like jumping out of bed and getting going and like just not wanting to go. So this podcast is basically gonna be about finding that motivation and like, where does it come from? So I think back, I always go back in my mind to like where I started. When I first started working in education, I was not a school counselor. Um, I was fresh out of college and I was working as a career counselor at my high school. So the difference between a career counselor and a school counselor is that a career counselor does not require a graduate level degree. There is a certification process that you have to go to, but it's way more lenient than it is, than it is for a school counselor. And so, you know, with a school counselor in my state, I will say in my state, because there are some states where you can be a school counselor without, without having a graduate level degree. I still don't necessarily agree with that or understand that, but that's for a whole different day in a different episode. But moving, moving on, so I, um, my first six years, yeah, my first six years working as a, working in education, I was a career counselor. And I will tell you my first two years, almost three years of working as a career counselor, it was rough. Um, I was at a place in my life at that time where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just kind of was blessed with the opportunity to have a professional job and it just kind of fell in my lap. And I was just kind of like, what am I doing? And at some point I was like, girl, you gotta grab onto the reins and like pull it in and figure out what is it that you really wanna do. So I decided on my own that I was gonna go back to grad school and become a teacher. Well, then with that decision, I was like, I don't really wanna be a teacher because I don't wanna be confined to 
being in a classroom all day. I like the freedom of being able to like just get up and go when I want to and not be obligated to like having to find a sub and like have lesson plans already planned out and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, maybe a counselor is what you really need to be, but just in a different realm. And so that's when I pursued my graduate degree in school counseling. And I was still working as a career counselor while going to school as a, to be a school counselor. And I was very satisfied with that. I was happy, I was excited because I knew it was gonna be a big change for me. And I was gonna earn a different level of respect at my job. Um, but at the same time, like once I got the job, I was really motivated, like once I moved, once I got my degree and got certified and moved into that school counseling position, again, I was really happy, I was really excited and I was just ready to get going. And then like, this is my third year at working as an official school counselor. And it's just like, I'm motivated and it's like, I love what I do, but I feel like there needs to be some kind of change. And I haven't quite figured out if it's like, I need to go to a different school or if I need to just be moving on into a different direction. And so that's what I've been struggling with this year, this school year. And like, I know I can't be the only person that's kind of, kind of stuck between these two places of like, I love what I do. I love my job. Is it time for me to move on or do I need to stay where I'm at? So I don't know, like finding motivation is the motivation to go to work every day is becoming a challenge almost every single day because it's like, I want to get up and I want to go. I really think is, I really think the pandemic has played a huge part in this inner dialogue that I have with myself every morning because I'm just like, what is gonna change now? So much has changed in my school almost every week. It is crazy. And it's like, do I really wanna stay in this kind of environment? I, like I said numerous times already, I love what I do and I love where I work. But it's just like, what's this gonna look like if the pandemic does not cease like what what are we going to do from here on are we going to continue to have these changes me personally like i don't mind change but i don't like frequent changes in a short amount of time that's just my personality um if something's going to change that's fine i don't have a problem with that but it can't be like a boom 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 we're going to change we're gonna start with this new thing on this day. And then the next week we're gonna start with this new thing. And then two weeks we're gonna start with this new thing. Like it cannot just be constant changes because I have to find some kind of level ground for me. And that's just how I operate. But I don't know, like it's, it's interesting. But I will say finding motivation is something that I have had to do numerous times in my lifespan. Um, from just small things that I've done here and there, whether it be um, with my academic life, my school life, 
my personal life, things like that. I even had to find the motivation to do this podcast. And it wasn't something, it was something that I really wanted to do, but I was just afraid. And I think that's the biggest, I think that is the biggest key to people's motivation and lack thereof is they are afraid. Now I will, I will step out on, I will talk about this or address this in another episode, but um, stepping outside of what is your norm is something that we as humans are not comfortable with at all. And it's very hard to find that level of comfort in that because we are so afraid of what is on the other side, whether that be something really, really great for us or something really, really bad. And I don't think that we had, we as humans have figured out how to accept both with open arms and understand that failure is just as okay as success. So uh, in fact, I think you learn more from your failures than you do your successes. Because your failures show you, your failure should motivate you more than your successes because your failures show that you tried, but you weren't quite there yet. And so you have to go back and revamp and replan and figure out what went wrong, what went right. And it's all about putting all these little pieces of the puzzle together. So I think that your failures are, can essentially be more beneficial than your successes. But that's just me. Now, I will. I have like five life hacks for finding motivation that I personally use um, that I think, I mean, I feel like these are kind of dummy proof ideas of finding your motivation. And if you do all of these, you will be able to figure out why you want to do what you want to do and find that that inner strength to keep going and so as much as i'm telling y'all this i'm i gotta follow my own advice because some of these things i don't do and i have not done for myself so the first the first life hack is figure out your why why is it that you want to do what you want to do and then this could be across the board this could be like the motivation to lose weight, the motivation to go back to school, the motivation to work harder on your job. I mean, this could be motivation for anything. So don't take it as a singular, as a singular thing or a singular life hack. This could be across any board of your life, but you gotta figure out your why. Why is it that you wanna do what you wanna do? For me, my why, when I look at my biggest why when it comes to my job, why I wanted to be a school counselor. I was very influenced by my own counselor when I was in high school. Um, She did an awesome job with me and my friends when we were there. And I initially fought the idea of being a educator. I was like, I don't want to work in education. I don't want to work with kids. That's not something that I wanted to do, but everything leading up to that like everything that i said that i wanted to do had to do with children and working with young people 
And so essentially it was like, yes, Steph, you want to be an educator. You just don't want to say it. So I had to come to terms with myself and say, yeah, I do want to be an educator. And the only reason I was fighting that is because my sister was a teacher and we always got compared to one another and things like that. And I wanted to be different, but I realized that her journey and my journey are very different. Just like my journey is different from any, from my other siblings. I have a brother and another sister and our journeys are very different and we walk different walks of life. And so it wasn't even that other people were comparing me to her. It was me comparing myself to her. And I had to discover that on my own. So I had to figure out what my why was. Why was it that I wanted to work in education? And it was really essentially, I like to see the growth process of young people and watching them mature. I love seeing them when they're young and then seeing them again when they graduate from high school and then seeing them again once they've moved on in their lives and have grown and done exponential things in their lives. So that, I just, that's just something that I'm really passionate about. So that's my why, is just being passionate and, and, and loving working with young people. So my second life hack, you have to rediscover your passion without money being an influence. And this is a big one, like you have to be passionate about what you're doing, whether you're getting paid for it or not. And that was another thing that I had to realize was money is always gonna be a factor, absolutely, because we all have to make a living out here. We all have to figure out our means of survival. But at the same time, it's like, would I still be doing this job if I wasn't getting paid? And you have to think about that kind of stuff. And that that particular life hack does pertain to a job of some sort. So it's like, could you still do what you're doing if you weren't getting paid for it? And I know the answer for me would be yes. I know some people's answers would be no, because they're like, I'm not gonna spend that much time doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm not getting my coins, which I totally understand, I get it, because if you're working long hours and working all night and all day and working after hours and working overtime and stuff like that, yeah, I would, I would totally get it. Like, I would want to get paid for all that time that I'm spending putting into that job too. But if it's something that you're really and truly passionate about, the money, doesn't matter to you or it shouldn't matter to you. Yeah, it's an extra bonus. So it makes your passion that much stronger. But if you're, if you really and truly love what you do, then the money, the money is always going to be there, whether, whether it's what you want, whether it's the amount of money that you want or not and it's not really gonna matter to you because then at that point, you will find other ways to compensate for the money that you're not getting. So you gotta rediscover your passion without money being involved or being an influence. So number three, the third life hack is start yesterday. So I know I cannot be the only one that's a procrastinator. Like I procrastinate 
And I know I do. I wait till the day before to get stuff done, which I'm getting better. I'm trying to be more proactive about stuff, about getting things done. But you gotta start yesterday. Like, you can't keep putting it off and putting it off. And I'm guilty of this, trust and believe. I kept putting this podcast off and putting it off and putting it off. And I kept making up excuses as to why I couldn't record it. And so it was like, Stephanie, you making up all these excuses when you have all the resources and things right here in your face to just go ahead and do it. And so I was like, okay, I, I just got to step out there and just, I just have to do it. So you got to start yesterday. Um, don't wait. Uh, the longer that you wait, the longer it's going to take you to get things done. And the more you're going to keep putting it off. I am such, this happens to me all the time. Like I will say, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'll give you a prime example. I have a little dog and every now and then he'll need a bath. And I hate giving my dog a bath, okay? I'd rather take him to the groomers, but with the pandemic and stuff, it's really hard to get him into the groomers because their appointments are crazy and they don't necessarily correlate with my schedule. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the dog this weekend. Well, the weekend comes and I find everything else to do but watch the dog. And then I'll say like on Sunday afternoon, oh man, I forgot to watch the dog. I guess I'll give him a bath the next weekend. And I'll just keep doing this every weekend until I get tired of like watching him scratch. And then I get annoyed with myself because it's like, girl, you could have already had this done if you would have did it like weeks ago, like you said you were gonna do. Now don't judge me about washing my dog because he does get a bath regularly. I'm just using that as an example. But I do stuff like that. Like there'll be things that I'll need to get for the house. And I'm like, man, I forgot to get that. I forgot to get so-and-so. And then like a week later, I'm like, dang, I forgot to get so-and-so again. And I'll just keep putting it off. And it's not that I really keep forgetting. It's the fact that I'm just too lazy or I just keep putting it off to go to the store and go get it because I don't feel like going. So you have to stop saying, I don't feel like doing this. And you have to start saying, I need to do this. And you have to change change the narrative within yourself and say, I, I need to do this because this is something that is gonna get me to this place. So you gotta just keep, you gotta start yesterday. You cannot wait and keep putting it off and keep putting it off and keep putting it off. Do not be a procrastinator. So the fourth life hack, know your limitations and obstacles. So whatever passion or whatever it is that you're wanting to pursue, you have to know the things that are in front of you first. What obstacles are you gonna have to overcome? What are your limitations right now? And why can't you get to that point? I know with me personally, I will say one one thing that I would love to do is work in leadership at my school. Well, one limitation is with a lot of the leadership positions at my school, you have to um, you have to be certified. 
and you have to have done a certain amount of hours of like internship work in order to move into that leadership position. So that would be a limitation for me. I would consider that more of a limitation than it would be an obstacle because it's not something that is going to be hard for me to overcome. It's just the fact that I'm, I'm limited right now because I don't have those things. And it's something that I need to go ahead and do. If that's something that, if I really want to, really and truly want to be in leadership, it's something that I'm going to have to do. So you have to know your limitations and obstacles um, and know the difference between the two. So an obstacle might be like, I'll use myself as an example again, like if, I was wanting to move into leadership position and the leadership position that I wanted to move into was already filled by somebody who had already had X number amount of experience, X number of years of experience. Okay, then that would be an obstacle because they are essentially standing in my way of moving into that position. And I hate to say standing in my way because that sounds so negative and it sounds very competitive and it's not even about that. It's just the fact that I can't get I can't get to that point because they are already there. And so it may be that I have to go to another school and pursue that leadership position or whatever it may be. So you have to know the difference between a limitation and an obstacle, first of all, and then know how to overcome the obstacles and know how to eliminate your limitations. So that you have to know the differences between the two. So my last life hack is build a supportive accountability network, okay? So people always talk about like, you gotta have a, a group of supportive friends or a group of supportive coworkers, which is very true, don't get me wrong. But those people in that supportive friend group or that supportive coworker group also have to be accountability partners. They have to hold you accountable, just like you have to hold them accountable. It's okay to share your goals and dreams and your passions with one another. And for those people to say, oh my gosh, you can do it. Like, I know you can, but it's another when those people are holding you accountable to your actions and, and those actions that lead towards those goals, dreams, passions that you have. Um, I have a coworker that I'm really good friends with and I would consider her a part of my supportive accountability network because she has already done the things that I wanted to, that I am wanting to do. And she holds me accountable in the steps that I need to take to get where she is. So, um, I consider her a part of my supportive accountability network. I have another friend that works um, as a teacher and she was getting her, I had got my uh, master's degree and she was working on her master's degree and we held each other accountable and was like, okay, girl, you gotta do this paper. Girl, you gotta, you gotta, you got to get to work. Like you need to be doing your work this weekend. And so you have to have those kinds of people in your, it's okay to have a supportive network that's different than your supportive accountability network. So don't think that the two have to be the same. It's okay to have two separate groups. 
but just make sure that those that are in that accountability group are really doing what they're supposed to be doing and that you are playing a part in being their accountability partners as well. I think that's important to return the favor back to them. So just as much as they're helping you stay on track, you have to help them stay on track as well. So, cause I know it, I mean, it's great when you have friends that are really supportive. My best friends are very supportive of the things that I do, just as I'm very supportive of the things that they do. And we talk these things out and we talk about what is it that we want to do. And we ask each other questions like, do you think this is something that I would be able to do? And of course we're like, yeah, like I totally think that's something you could do. Um, but it's okay to have, it's okay to have two separate groups. I mean, do I consider my best friends a, a part of a supportive accountability network? They could be. Um, I don't think that we, me and my best friends personally have enough of those accountability conversations, but it, it's not to say that we can't start having those conversations, you know? So your supportive network can essentially turn into your accountability network as well. But you have to have those people in your corner and making sure that you can decipher between those that are really in your corner and those that are just trying to be nosy and looking to see what you up to. Because there's some people out there that are like that too. And those are the ones that you really have to watch out for because those are the ones that will essentially turn into obstacles that you'll have to overcome because they will try everything in their power. And I'm speaking from experience. They will, t they will try everything in their power to keep you from doing what it is that you really want to do. And they will do everything. They they will be the ones that will be smiling in your face, saying, yes, girl, I support, I support you. I wish you the best. I think this would be great for you. And then they turn right back around and they're the same ones that be like, girl, did you hear about her? She's supposed to be doing this, knowing that she don't have the degrees and knowing that I'm more qualified, those are the same people that will apply for the same job that you're applying for after they tell you that they're not gonna, that they have no interest in that job. Which is crazy to me. Like what kind of, I don't understand that. Like what kind of, I would never do that to somebody. Like if I knew somebody was really passionate about a job, whether I'm qualified for that job or not, or a position, whether I'm qualified for that position or not, I'm not gonna turn right back around and apply for that same same position. If I know that they're like really passionate about it and I've had conversations with that person and said, yeah, like I support you on this. I think you would be great at it. That is crazy to me that people do stuff like that. And to me, that is very childish. And there are a lot of things that I have learned as a professional that adults do that are just so, so bizarre. It's like, I don't understand what what your motive is behind doing some of the things that you're doing. Like, are you that bitter? Are you that unhappy that you have to purposely go out and try to make other people unhappy? I don't know. I have to say that for another podcast. I've never understood that. But anywho, so those are my five life hacks. Figure out your why, 
Rediscover your passion without money being an influence. Start yesterday. Know your limitations and obstacles and know the difference between limitations and obstacles. And build a supportive accountability network. I promise you, if you do at least three out of these five things, you will be on your way to getting back to finding your motivation and getting back motivated to doing the things that you want to do in life. So I thank you for tuning in to the podcast today. Um, Be on the lookout for episode two. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. I'm so glad that I got to share this opportunity with you all. I hope you guys have a great day. Um, And just remember, every morning, you got to get up. Peace.